Welcome to Five O'Clock Leadership, everybody, with Brad and Rob. Rob and I live and breathe leadership. We coach leaders, we work with leaders, we aspire to be leaders, we're students of leadership. This is an opportunity for you to tap into our work with leaders. Welcome to the Five O'Clock Leadership Podcast, leaders. We've been talking about self-leadership in the last few podcasts from a four-dimensional standpoint. Hopefully, you'll understand by now that self-leadership requires self-awareness. And today, we're going to begin a series of several podcasts on a tool we believe to be one of the best for self-awareness. We're talking about the Enneagram. Ooh, the Enneagram. Uh, some people are hearing that word for the first time. Others are like, oh, goody, we get to talk about the Enneagram. <laughs> uh, my guess would be that uh, those that have heard about it and been exposed to it are the ones that I think have been driving the popularity of the Enneagram over the last decade, and that's the, the millennials. So we've seen this explosion, and, and Brad, there's good parts to that, and then there's some perhaps not so good parts to that. The good part is that more people are getting exposed to it. The challenge is we've got a lot of what I would call amateur professionals running around who have read a book about the Enneagram and now consider themselves an expert, and they're going around and uh, telling all their friends who they are uh, in, in Enneagram terms. I think the caution here is that your knowledge can be a mile wide, but an inch deep. No, absolutely, Rob. I, the other day I was out for dinner and overheard people talking about the Enneagram as they were passing their tortilla chips and salsa around. <laughs> and the person who was talking about it the most uh, was talking about her potential personality type. And there was no way that was her type based on how she was interacting around the table. And, and this is something that we've been using for a long time. So we've got some experience with this, Rob. Yeah, Brad, I've been learning about it and using it with leaders for nearly 15 years, and uh, I've certainly read a lot of books about it, but I would tell you that the most powerful way that I've learned about the Enneagram is seeing it come alive in front of me with the leaders I coach. You and I get unique views on people. We get the, we get the behind closed doors, honest reveals that, of how leaders are thinking and feeling, and so when we see all that put together with the Enneagram types, uh, that's, that's where real learning has occurred for us. So Brad, I think I had something to do with you first learning about the Enneagram. When, do you remember when that was? Rob, I will give you all the credit in the world for being the first person to introduce me to the Enneagram back in 2010. It was wow. November of 2010. Amy and I went out for dinner with you and Marta and the Cofields, Jim and and Joy Cofield, and you guys were talking about it like crazy, trying to figure out our types and, and what, what our personality types were. And I was like, what, are, what is going on here? But then Jim sat with us in our kitchen and went over our results, Amy and me. And there was so much that came out of that, like just understanding the impact of my presence on a room full of people, my impact, the impact of my presence in leadership. And so, and strengths and weaknesses and just how the, all of those things are tied together. But like, for instance, I would never have guessed uh, ever or never thought of myself as the life of the party. 
but that was something that certainly came out during that. And Amy was there to sort of affirm these strengths. And and then on the on the weak side, I can really show up in my head and show up a bit spacey, as you know. No. <laughs> you know I, it's true, I, Rob. <laughs> I, when I credit Brad in my book, I refer to him as my daily upper. And uh, that is true because you bring a lot of joy to my life, uh, Brad. But yeah, part of what goes with that is you can be a little spacey at times. And I've got my stuff too. So quick self-reveal here for those that are already familiar with the Enneagram. Brad is a seven with an eight wing. And Rob is a six with a five wing. So both head tight people, but we'll get to that as we go along. So stay tuned for all of that kind of information. But uh, but for those of you who don't know the Enneagram, what is this thing? What is the Enneagram? Rob, what would you what would be your first key points on that? Well, many of our listeners, if they've been in leadership roles and they've been with uh, any organization that does this, maybe have been exposed to other types of personality profiles in the past. Uh, Myers-Briggs uh, has been a, a big one, predictive index. Uh, more recently, more recent years, Strengths Finder. There's a whole variety. Won't go list all the names of them, and they are all good. The Enneagram is a is a bit of a personality profile, but it's also very distinct from these others. Um, let's talk first about the the name, Brad, Enneagram. And some of some of what's funny about this is the time it takes to figure out how to pronounce the term. It's actually a Greek term. And if you break it down, Enneagram, Greek for the nine faces or the nine forces, depending on how you parse the Greek. The implication here of it being Greek is that it's actually ancient in its origins. Some of the smartest people in the world at that time, we tend to think of as Greek scholars around first or second century. And these wise men would sit around and study people. That's what wise people tend to do. They tend to study things and they would study people and they began to notice nine types kind of emerge of, of what was driving people. And so it has come through the centuries. And I would say that as opposed to it becoming a better tool, it's actually that we've been using it to better understand ourselves. Um, it's not like it's so much been added. It has been added to, but I would just say that that's more out of our discovery of what people are like and and what motivates them to show up the way they do. But what's different about the Enneagram is it goes underneath the behavior to what is driving that behavior. And we'll just talk about it briefly here, Brad, now, but why is that so significant? Because you and I are in the business of helping leaders grow and change. And I would simply submit to you that lasting growth and change does not come from behavior modification. It comes from behavior modification driven by a change in motivation. And that's what we have to get underneath to eventually see lasting change. The other thing that it does with great clarity is it helps us see how our great strengths and our great weaknesses are related to the same thing. And I'm all for celebrating our strengths. Some coaches only focus on celebrating strengths. I would tell you that when leaders get to the certain level of the ones that you and I are working with all the time, which tend to be leaders at the very top, 
CEOs, C-level executives, they've figured out their strengths and they're exploiting those. What they have not fully been able to deal with yet are the shadow side of those strengths that can actually sabotage uh, their good work and sabotage themselves. And the Enneagram helps us uh, see that better. Yeah. And leaders, we've been talking a lot about the four dimensions and autopilot specifically, and the Enneagram fits in really well with, with what we do and how we work with leaders. It fits in well with the book that you've written, Rob. Yeah, it does. Actually, I've got a chapter in there, which we'll reference later, that is drawn heavily from what I've learned uh, through the Enneagram with leaders. But here's the bottom line of what I would say it, it does overall, Brad, is, and, and listen carefully to this, it shakes us out of our autopilot way of seeing the world and ourself in it so that we can see the ways we are promoting or protecting ourselves all the time. This is something I say all of us are doing. We are either promoting or protecting ourselves at all times. And it broadens our ability to see how others may be driven by their own motivations that are equally intensive for them as ours are for us, but it, it takes them in different directions. The example I like to use here is, is Jim Carrey in The Truman Show. And if any of you have seen that movie, you, you remember that it is a manufactured world. It's actually manufactured by others who are using uh, Jim Carrey's character. But for us, we are all largely walking around with our manufactured world of how we've figured out things. We're so often blind to what is really there because we're just seeing it the way we want to see it. It's like having pink tinted glasses on for your whole lifetime. Everything looks a little pink to you until the day comes where you take those off and you realize everything isn't colored pink. And uh, the Enneagram helps us take those lenses off. When you get the results of the Enneagram and you go through the Enneagram yourself, and when leaders go through it, there's a jolt of reality that I think is actually refreshing to them, refreshing to us as we dig into the Enneagram. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and leaders, I mean, leaders are pursuing reality all the time, but again, there can just be this aspect of it that they're blind to, and uh, the Enneagram helps with that. So Brad, we, we're, we're going to get into this in more detail, as you said this is a multi-part series uh, on the Enneagram, but I thought we would just talk a little bit here, again, especially for leaders who are not as familiar with it, and even, even those that have been exposed to it some, of sort of the high-level benefits, but also cautions uh, that we would, we would give. And this isn't unlike uh, what the Enneagram helps us see of our own strengths and shadow sides. So, there's benefits with the Enneagram, but also they, they have a shadow side that we want to caution about as, as we go through here. One that I would say is the Enneagram is deep. It, it enables us to go deep. And when I say deep, think about this, leaders, that before you behave in a certain way or say certain words, in a certain tone that you say them in, there's a whole lot going on inside you that is driving that message or driving that behavior. And it's some combination of your thinking, your feeling, your values, your, your internal drive 
that give rise to you saying what you say in that way that you say it in the moment. Uh, so it's, it's what's going on deeply inside that then shows up on the outside. So it's deep. And, and so here's the caution that we give to it and, and why you don't just debrief the Enneagram over a dinner party and think you, you got it. We typically wait for three months before we introduce a leader to the Enneagram because we are using those first three months to help them get ready for it. And when I say get ready, we're helping them better understand what's going on in themselves emotionally and what and how they think and their values before we do the Enneagram reveal to them. The second thing that's wonderful about it is it really does provide a framework for better understanding ourselves. And when I say framework, it helps us see how different things within us are connected. We are all unique, complex creatures. And so we want to be clear to say here that the Enneagram doesn't do it and no other tool does it in terms of defining who we are. Uh, some people like to use the Enneagram like a secret decoder ring. Oh, Brad, you're a seven with an eight wing. Now I've got you figured out. And we do not take that approach. And frankly, that's malpractice uh, to do that sort of thing. I can have a room full of people who have an Enneagram seven with an eight wing, and they will each be different, unique uh, leaders, because frankly, we're a combination of some mixture of all nine types that the Enneagram talks about. So the Enneagram is a great tool. It's a great framework, but we do not want to use it to put people in boxes or to act like we've got them all figured out. Yeah, I think that's good, Rob. Like we said before, because we introduced ourselves, our, our different types earlier. And the reality is that we are still unique people that we are not just our type. It goes so much further than that. That's right. But the type helps us better understand uh, who we are. The last big strength I would say about it is, um, you know, again, with some tools, you can spend about five hours and you got it. You maybe can spend a weekend in workshops and seminars and you got it. That is not the Enneagram. The Enneagram is nuanced, it's layered, frankly, it's ironic in places. When you, when you look at some of the labels, you know, that are put on the types, you do, you have no idea the double meaning uh, that is intended with those within the Enneagram. And so our emphasis with leaders is to treat the Enneagram as a journey, not a one-time debrief, not a one-time event. Uh, more becomes evident as you explore it. The, the analogy I like to use here is I could stand out on the street and be looking at a two-story brick colonial, and I could see the door in the center, and I could see the windows, and I could have some, some good guess at what the rooms look like inside and, and how, the, how the house is laid out. But not until I walk into the house do I actually see how the rooms are laid out. And even within each of the rooms, there may be a closet, there may be a little nook or cranny, that until I go into that room and look around and study it, I don't see what is actually there. I can, I can make some guesses. And so that's what the journey of the Enneagram is like, is you go into the house, you go into each room, you go into each corner, 
and and you look around and you see so much more. I'll never forget. I had one leader uh, who I had been working with for a couple of years, and and he had been exposed to the enneagram for a couple of years. And finally, one day, he said, "Rob, now I get it." He had kind of even rejected it or kind of dismissed it. And then finally, after some time and my gentle, you know, reminding him of some things and him coming back to it, he said, now I see it. Some people see a lot more more quickly. Most people do. But uh, for all of us, it's a journey. I would tell you that here 15 years in, I'm continuing to learn new things about myself, Brad. Yeah, I can totally relate to that leader of yours because that's sort of the journey I was on. I had two personality types that were very close. And I was convinced that I was more of the other one than the seven that we had talked about before. Uh, and it, it it was a good two to three years before I really began to see it. But the key was to keep using the tool and, and keep investing and in, in understanding what was happening and to stay self-aware. Yeah. Last thing I would say here in our intro is that I believe, I've, I've come to see that a sign of maturity in adults is when we can look at our deficiencies and kind of laugh at ourselves and just laugh at ourselves with the idea that there I go again, doing that thing I do. And, 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 and we, we can laugh at ourselves as opposed to feeling bad about ourselves. I hope you get the context I'm saying that. Yes, we want to still improve, but we we can treat it a lot more lightly. And by treating it more lightly, we can actually be more constructive in working on ourselves and growing further. And the Enneagram helps us do that because it helps us see some of those core drivers within us that, that otherwise remain hidden. But the Enneagram enables us to pull those out of the closet and more fully see ourselves as we are with all of our strengths and with all the shadow side, all the weaknesses that go with that. And um, when we can chuckle at ourselves, I think that's a, a sign of good health. I think there's a, in some strange way, the Enneagram almost helps us appreciate ourselves a bit more, helps us relax about ourselves a little bit, be okay with the imperfections while at the same time striving to be better. I like that word, relax. <laughs> well, think about the tools you've used in the past, leaders. I really enjoy every kind of personality tool. I love to experience that, as especially in my personality type. There's always a new opportunity, a new thing to experience. But I would tell you that nothing has stood the test of time for me in terms of my own self-awareness like the Enneagram has. So again, think of the tools you've used in the past, how you've come to, to grow more in an understanding of who you are. So leaders, we hope you'll join us for this journey as we explore one of our favorite tools, the Enneagram. Stay tuned for Maddie's take and our coaching question of the day. Could you and your team benefit from better understanding the hidden drivers that influence your leadership and decision-making? Would you like to know more about how to increase your strengths while reducing those self-sabotaging thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that keep you from being your best. Using the Enneagram and a variety of other tools, at McKinnon Leadership Group, we are experts at helping leaders know themselves better so they can lead themselves and others better. 
Whether through in-depth individual coaching engagements or cost-effective team workshops, we offer proven programs that help leaders make lasting change. Contact us today for a conversation on how we can help you be an even more effective leader. Use the contact form at our website, mckinnonleadershipgroup.com. Reach out today. We love talking leadership with leaders. And now back to five o'clock leadership. So we're here with our favorite person, Maddie, who helps us put these podcasts together. Uh, Maddie, what's your take on our podcast today? Yeah, I'm really excited that we're discussing the Enneagram on the podcast. I will admit that I have felt swept up in the trend of the Enneagram um, as a millennial, uh, maybe since 2016. And I haven't always wielded it well. I definitely have experienced its benefits um, in my work, in my marriage, and more. But something that I wish was more a part of the overall conversation about the Enneagram is just the very idea of the cautions of it. Just the fact that we've dedicated part of this episode to cautioning leaders to be prepared for their Enneagram type, to really be in tune with their emotions and their motivations, I think is kind of groundbreaking in in the overall dialogue. And so I hope that leaders are taking note of those um, and seeing this departure and that you all are bringing something much deeper um, and much more special to the conversation. Was there a specific caution that stood out to you, Maddie? Yeah, the caution that stood out to me the most is just the idea that not everyone might be ready to engage with the Enneagram right away and that there's some a process of preparation that you all have perfected and that you employ with your leaders. I don't think that that's something that most most people really engage with. Maddie, well said. What a great take. Perfected. You hear that word perfected, Brad? <laughs> We're working at it. All right. And now your coaching question of the day. Tune into your emotions in the coming weeks. Before we debrief our leaders on the Enneagram, this is something we really encourage them to do, to notice an emotion that tends to reoccur. Now, you can think of the emotion of happy or glad or sad or whatever, but the three emotions that the Enneagram really addresses are shame, fear, and anger. When you think about shame, there's a high level ashamed and maybe a low level embarrassed. With fear, there's a high level terrified and a low le level anxious. With anger, there's a high level furious and a low level frustrated. So there's a scale or a volume knob for each of those emotions. So as you think about shame, fear, and anger, in the coming weeks, notice which one of these shows up most consistently. So again, your coaching question of the day, which emotion, shame, fear, anger, shows up most consistently in your leadership? Thanks for listening today, leaders. Mm -hmm.